It's the SportsZilla Show, broadcasting live from the Celtic Harp Studios. This is ESPN Radio Utica, Rome, on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, and now on 96.5 FM with Rain. Hey man, don't even talk to me till I've had my morning coffee. Scoop. One beer, two beers, three beers, shot of whiskey, a margarita, and a bloody Mary. Yay, beer! And the boss, Matt. Could you speak up? I'm not wearing pants. It's boss time! The Sportzilla Show. Your show is amazing. Starts now. Brought to you by Warner Sales and Service. Ah, there we go. Well, good afternoon, everybody. <laughs> is that a Mad Dog thing? Am I supposed to do that? Remember Mad? Does everybody know Mad Dog? He's on. Uh, well, he broadcasts in another sort of similar medium, and we'll leave it at that because we like live local radio from the landmark building. Sportzilla show on ESPN Radio Utica, Rome, now ninety six point five FM. We are live from the Celtic Carp Studios, and the Sportzilla show is now presented by a New York Sash. So we have Scott Hayes in studio with us, and uh, he has a nice deal with the other guy that's with us. No big deal. He's not a coach of the year or anything. Goop doesn't look good. Ah, uh, you see. He might be, a, might be a UCHC champion going on to win a national championship, the number one overall seed on a bye week. We got Gary Heen and the brains in here. You're looking good, bud. Thanks, man. Thanks for joining us. Well, I'm going to have you guys share this, Mike. Yeah. Uh, first, we'll say hello to Scott. Say hello to a uh, first time on with us. Hi, guys. How are you? We really appreciate New York Sash jumping on board to present Central New York with some live local sports talk every afternoon. It's good to have you on board with this, just like you're on board with the Teddy Bear Toss with Absolutely. Utica College Hockey. Yep. So uh, what do you want to say to everybody? Well, we've had a long partnership with Utica College um, it's been fantastic. I mean, the local sports scene has grown um, ever since Gary came to town, and uh, he he brought me an idea. Actually, uh, it was it was out of Canada, I believe, that he saw this teddy bear toss take place, and the idea was fantastic. Of course, we only got a few hundred teddy bears the first time, but now uh, over the years we've been able to raise over forty thousand, and uh, we just celebrated our fifteenth anniversary with you to college and it's been a great partnership you were telling me over at the new york sash warehouse they were like waist high oh absolutely you can't believe it i mean it's 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 quite a scene there are bears everywhere it fills our entire showroom and gary grab the mic we'll slide yeah. that over to you for a minute is i i was telling scott yesterday that it was a couple months ago when you were in with us, I had asked you about, you were, that's how the goop came about. Yeah. That's when you dropped that and when you were in with us. But I was asking you, you know, how many times you've been hit in the back of the head and you, and, and you kind of gave us a funny <laughs> yeah. story and your recollections <laughs> yeah. over the years of the teddy bear toss. So share that with everybody again. Yeah. I, well, in year one, everybody used to just go to the dollar store and get these little ones that were the size of a coffee cup, you know? And now you got the alpha males in the in the house that want to. Who's going to throw the biggest one over? And yeah, you know, I know uh, Gino Brockway, a longtime listener uh, with uh, EB Enterprises. He walks in with a six footer every year, right? And this year it was a it was a banana. It was a six foot banana, you know. And uh, and those things are flying over, you know. And, and you get the wise guys who yeah want to mess with the goop and 
they're right over the glass trying to hammer me. And they, they think, think it's they're trying. They're, they're trying to. It's right? not funny, actually. Like, I find no humor in it whatsoever. <laughs> so, you might really so like, next year, you got to have one of your assistant coaches kind of protect you. Yeah, I need like a little umbrella there or something, you know? <laughs> well, last year, I did the in game hosting for the Comets, and they do the Chuckapuck thing. And I had people that would come up to me, guy, guy named Josh. You probably know, I won't give out his last name. But he comes up to me one day, he's got five of them. They're little squishy rubber sure. puck, or rubber rubberized pucks, whatever they are. And he goes, I bought these. And I'm not trying to win the money. I'm trying to hit you. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm out there. I'm a target. So, of course, you just encourage those kind of things. You do. But um, it's, it's a great partnership that you guys have. And, I mean, the success of the Teddy Bear event has expanded over the past, what, decade and a half, 15 years, you said. And here we are with a chance at a national championship for you with a bye week and a little bit of time off and Adirondack Bank building. You previewed that, and there it was lit up in orange and blue. Yep. State office building. You're getting a lot of feedback. There was a line about, I don't know, 20 miles long, it felt like, outside of the Adirondack Bank Center for the tickets this morning. Uh, and now we've got to ask the question. Scott and I were talking about this beforehand. Everything's canceled. Uh, no fans allowed anywhere for coronavirus. And this is something you guys have to think about now. We don't know where this is going to go, but it's got to be a concern, right? It's. Uh, I hate that we have my to bring phone it up. is ringing literally every five minutes. Yeah. Uh, I, the OD Ben Bernal just called. Yeah. Uh, I didn't answer because you guys trump him right now, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> even though sorry, he's not, Ben. Even, sorry. Though, even though he's the AHL's Ellery Award winner. Hey, uh, previously. hey, hey! Nothing on you guys. Uh, but uh, <laughs> love this guy. I can only imagine that's what it was about because I understand Division One hoops just announced that, yes. that they're all done. Men's and women's, you're going to watch the tournament March Madness without crowds, other than essential personnel. That's it. It's gonna. It's bizarre world from Seinfeld. It is. It's just weird, and uh, so people are asking me, you know, what's going on with you guys? And I think we're fortunate to be in a pro building because I don't think the American Hockey League's going to act on it. They might in a certain market, but it won't be a blanket approach. The other thing is our fan, our students are going home for spring break. So there's no reason to do a student initiative because uh, they're already gone. Um, so it really becomes a city-county decision, I believe. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think I think they want to see the building thriving. Um, but certainly it's not my decision. Uh, I think they're going to listen to uh, to county health officials. And, um you know, I, I think the hysteria is getting a little out of control. We got to toughen up here. It's playoff hockey time. Uh, I don't Where's know your if, beard? I don't know if. Yeah, well, the wife got on me enough. I got to trim it down there today. It'll be back by the weekend. Uh, <laughs> if you saw the Leaf game last night versus the Lightning, I, I actually, you know, I did one of those hold your cell phones up to the TV and videotape the TV. There was an absolute one timer from Austin Matthews where the kid took it direct in the helmet. Yeah, never missed a shift. You know, he was rattled. They got him on the bench. They thought he was dead, right? They thought he was dead. Like, it was a 100-mile-an-hour slap shot, square right right in the that side of the head. He kind of shook it off, and he was raped like, That's a hockey this player. is hockey, yeah. yeah. This is hockey. So cancel the hoopsters. This is hockey. I did see, uh, looking at some coverage of the Providence Bruins, where at some of their games, they're like, uh, they literally give you uh, the Purell, the hand sanitizer as you go through the door. So there isn't, it doesn't seem to be a blanket approach within the AHL as of yet, but we'll see what happens. You know, it's an ongoing situation. But, Gary, how awesome has it been to see the Adirondack Bank building lit up in those pioneer colors yeah. all week long? It, it is awesome. I mean, playoff fever's here. 
um, the you know the phone, the cards, the emails, uh, the phone calls. It's I mean it's just it's it's wild. You know the alumni are all are chirping in. Um, Checks supporting the program are up. That's great. Um, demand for tickets is is crazy. The yeah, I want to get into that crazy. in a minute. Go ahead. There's a big um, crowd this morning. Your season was, ticket uh, We just got off the ice. At, we get off the ice around nine. Tickets were going on sale at ten, and people were were camping outside waiting for those doors to open. Um, so it, no question. I mean, it's it's pretty big. Of course, uh, we've got one game that we've got to get through and then up to Buffalo and, and you know, what, what'll happen at that point, who knows as well. But to answer your question, it's uh, the, the guys played great last weekend. We answered the bell. We held serve. We're still healthy. No injuries from that, those two games. And um, we are super uber excited to, uh, to be moving on here and representing Utica. Do you so, welcome, I'm sorry. Do you welcome the week off and watching what kind of happens with these two teams, uh, Babson and Wesleyan, they're going to play because it'll maybe allows you some more time to to heal. Yeah, even though you are pretty healthy. More practices. Does it just allow for some more things that you guys can do behind the scenes? So I, you know, I, I think the bye week eight allows you to watch that game, your opponents. Uh, we are breaking down those opponents right now, but we'll we'll actually drive out there and watch that game live. My my assistant and I, um, but. You know, even though we don't have any catastrophic injuries we're trying to return from, you know, the, the, the broken shoulders, the, the ACLs, MCL, something like that, we are. We're bumped up. We're bruised. We have played the most games of any other Division three team in the country because of our playoff series situations. Um, I think the rest is great. I mean, we had a, one hell of a practice this morning. We went hard. Um, the guys brought it. We, we practiced like a championship team. They will have the weekend off. You know, it'll be Friday, Saturday, Sunday off to get – and, and some are going home just to kind of get some home cooking from mom and dad, and and uh, they'll come back Monday, and we'll prepare like every other week we've had. And uh, but I welcome the rest. I think it's going to be a good thing for us. So out of the two teams, who do you expect to face? Ray Biggs says he expects Babson to move on. A lot of people are picking you, by the way, to go all the way in this. I've seen a number of brackets for that. Go ahead. I I, I think Babson is they're the higher seed, but I also think they're I do I you know. Wesleyan's upset two teams to be where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, their goalie's hot. I'm sure you've heard about the the, uh, the Babson defenseman. Yes, you know all probably an All American defenseman. They had they thought they were out of the tournament, so this kid goes and signs a pro contract, and that deems him ineligible. So that will hurt them, no question about it. They're number one D, um, but uh, you know I think this time and you can't you got to get some bounces too. You know, and, and there's a lot of good teams this time of year. You know, does the ball go in the hoop or does it rattle out? You know, it's so uh, we'll be ready. We'll bring our best. And, uh, you know, we're confident the best will be enough. So we are now presented by New York Sash, the Sportsilla Show, ESPN Radio, Utica Rome, now at 96.5 FM. We have Scott Hayes from New York Sash in studio with us. I want to slide the mic back over to him for a second because here's your chance, okay? You do the teddy bear toss and all that. It's a big event every year, but... Nuts and bolts hockey question for the brain right here uh, leading into a chance to win a national championship. What do you got for him? Nuts and bolts? Yeah. <laughs> he said uh, that it, it, this is how, how technical we get at the beginning of the season. I say, Coach, is, how's it going to go this year? He says, it's going to go great, Scott. It's going to go great. We're big, <laughs> and that's the theme this year. We're big. That was the theme. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Not we like also smaller guys, yeah. So he's not worried about. He lets you take care of the X's and O's in the locker room. <laughs> X's and O's. We just we just worry about throwing the throwing a. He's been after me. I got to get the. I have to get the teddy bear toss banner made and get it up in the locker room. He's been after me for that. All right, all right. I mean, that's as technical as we get. I say, Gary, how's it going? He says, it's going good. We're big this year. We're going to bring it. It's going to be a great year. That's exactly what you said, right? Yeah, that's true. So that's, right. that's the deal. So that's what that's what I took from that conversation. <laughs> you, you want to talk about top scorers or how's the defense going or what about, uh, you know, Baguetta? He would never do that. All right, all right. Slide the mic back over. You tell us about some of these guys. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I'll tell you, with Scott and I, it's uh, it's gone so well. That uh, we end up meeting over a few few adult beverages and, uh, and and the deals signed pretty quickly for the next year because uh, it's been it's been awesome to see his family grow. Uh, so do you want, buy for him or does he buy for you? Abs- well, hey, it uh, it goes both ways. We golf together in the summer here and there, uh, but uh, yeah, I literally saw his kids grow up through this event, and we like to be so- uh, surrounded by champions. So you know, his I've learned a lot in life from him. I ask yeah. business advice from him. Um, but they're obviously a, a hugely great, reputable company in this community. Very charitable. We both do the ride for missing children every year together. We're we talking about that believe, yesterday. We yeah. both believe in that cause uh, greatly. His family's been uh, at the forefront of that uh, as well. So kudos to them. But uh, we really do. We see each other on many different fronts. And um, it's great, great to be uh, surrounded by very, very successful people. Yeah, we're very happy to have uh, have you guys on board at New York Sash and we're going to have you back in, not just to talk with Gary Heenan when he's in here and about the teddy bear toss, but a lot of these other great events that help give back to the community. A couple more minutes before our first break. We've got Jason Fitz lined up. Uh, we're going to talk to him from First Take. Your take. Last question for the brain today goes to Scoop, though. Yeah. The other day when Ray Biggs was in here, he was kind of sizing up the tournament, and he talked about Norwich and how literally – They've got all this streak of shutouts going. They, I, I, it was like January since somebody has scored on them. How much of them have you been able to see so far in some of these other teams in the tournament? Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think there's two streaks people are talking about. One would be our win streak with teams that are left, and the other one would be Norwich's shutout streak, you know, which obviously leads to I think they're up to, to 13. Shut That's crazy. Yeah, uh, it's insane, the numbers. <laughs> which is just dumb. The goalie save percentage is like 9-8. Um, senior goalie. That, that really kind of has been good in his career, but not great. Um, and he's just... Uh, we he's have, hot. We have an alum who's just, an NHL scout. He called me and was like, am I going to see this Division Three goalie for the National Hockey League? Um, so there's... There obviously, his, not, his story is, is remarkable. Uh if you look at their scoring, is it as deep as ours? No, it's not. Would I like to put our scoring up against their stellar defense goaltending? That that would be fun. Well, yeah, we talked you about know. this last week. You guys are out. It's like a three to one margin. Your goal differential. Our depth is we now have uh, seven guys with ten goals or more double digit goals, and we've got three like at eight or nine, uh, and nobody in the country has that. Not so even close. Our depth is there. I guess it could be a great matchup. Obviously, if we're going to play, it would be in the championship game. So it's something that we'd love to see. Uh, but they they have history behind them in terms of reputation and winning several national championships. And uh, it'd be great to play them. What are you going to do for the three days you're giving the boys and the team off to clear your mind out a little I'm bit? I'm going to scout our opponent. So there is <laughs> so no, nothing. My nothing. wife was like, this is great, guys. We're off. Where are we going to dinner? 
And I was like, I'll be getting McDonald's on the thruway as I buzz down four hours, watch a game, and buzz back. But uh, I'm the, welcome to buy a McNugget if that's what you want. Uh, you, yeah. say to, you say to her, no, the question is, where are you going to dinner? <laughs> yeah. So, no, it's it's 100% focus. I still, you know, I'm lacking Z's just because of the excitement level. Um, you know, what are we thinking about? How's practice going to go? Uh, really, we're not tinkering with lines and lineups because of our health situation, knock on wood. Uh, but it is just, it's the gravity of the whole situation. It's its pretty exciting. So clear up the ticket information. I know tickets went on sale this morning, but there's a second wave of this. So go through the tickets for everybody listening. Well, uh, Sunday, I know. I, I got you're it right not here a season for ticket holder. I got it for you. Like she, me, I, I'll probably be trying to get what is left yeah, over on Sunday. It's, uh, it, it was, it's a little, it's a little confusing. Uh, you know, season ticket holders have the right to get in there this week and, and buy a ticket, not necessarily their ticket. So as an example, again, Mrs. Heenan went down there to get her ticket this morning, and somebody already bought her tickets. Oh, So, uh, you know, it's it's first come, first serve, but you do get this week as a season ticket holder. And then uh, next week, general population can go in there and get theirs. And uh, it's a 12 o'clock game. So people have said, geez, that'll be sold out. We have tested our crowd at 2 o'clock games. Had great turnouts. Last weekend was our traditional 7 o'clocks. Now we're going to throw you that noon. You know, grab a ham sandwich and uh, and come to the UC hockey game and have that bag lunch and um, your point at cups. No, no, no. I'm, oh. I'm waiting until you're done. I you're wondering if the booze was being sold. This uh, information is at ucpioneers.com, right? Yes, yes. It's all on ucpioneers.com. What's awesome is the ticket prices didn't move. So we, we did ask as an institution – for the NCAA to honor our our ticket prices, so it's only eight bucks, four bucks for your eighteen and under. And you can't beat it. Did they want to raise the price? Do they have a higher price that they were trying to? They do. And and the last time we hosted the Frozen Four, we weren't in it, but we hosted it three four years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tickets were were nuts. It was like twenty five dollars a ticket, and so you know our fans didn't go to that, and I think they would have if if it was a regular. Price ticket. Right, right. Um, so that's great. I think we're going to see a packed house, and uh, and I think we're going to play for you. I think it's going to be – I think we're going to bring it. Thanks for joining us again today. Always awesome to see you guys. Let's keep it up. Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. It's a set appointment with you. Yeah. We'll have you in here. Let's do it. Sports Hitler Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. Thanks to the brain, Gary Heenan from Utica College Men's Hockey and Scott Hayes from New York Sash for joining us. We'll be right back. It's the SportsZilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, and 96.5 FM ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. And if you missed our first segment where we got to talk to UC hockey coach DeBrain, Gary Heenan, about this upcoming tournament and being a UCHC champion, of course, we will have that podcasted after the broadcast at ESPNUR is one of the places you can find it. Also, our own Twitter page at ESPN Sportzilla. And we are joined by Jason Fitz. Welcome to the show, Jason. Hey, thanks for having me. It's a, it's a weird day in sports for sure. Well, we you know we were kind of talking off the air about you know bat- watching basketball games with no fans and the economic impact of this and it, the rippling outward of the economic impact is just sort of daunting when you think not only are there ticket takers, security, concession stand people who are not going to get paychecks because they're working games, but you've got sponsors who are paying to 
be a part of these broadcasts. And that's going to be undoubtedly scaled back to some degree. And uh, the monetary considerations here are, are daunting, in addition to the human considerations. We don't even know what this coronavirus thing is going to do in, in terms of a human toll yet. Yeah, I think that's the craziest part about all of this. And I'll go back to, you know, South by Southwest is a huge festival that was canceled last week uh, with the concerns. And uh, one of the things that really struck me about that was the story came out that it was canceled. But the day after, very few people latched on to the fact that 58 full-time employees were let go of South by Southwest after the cancellation, because frankly, without the income from the festival, they can't keep their doors open. And that's, you know, just a reminder of sometimes there's a side effect that we don't think about. And, you know, the ticket takers, the ushers, the, the merch sales people, the people that print merch, I mean, just the triple trickle down all the way across of people that will be financially impacted from all of this is absolutely crazy. But it's part of why I think the games have to go on, because the other side of it is, if you're the NCAA, you know that this is a cash cow for TV rights and for, you know, what CBS pays and how much money goes into advertising. And so if they suddenly cancel the entire thing, my God, the long-term effects to the NCAA and to college basketball are huge. But even through all of that, are people going to watch? I don't know. Like, I think sports at their best are escapism. So is it escapism to be able to watch your favorite team or is it this daunting sort of overwhelming sinking feeling reminding you of what we're dealing with right now every time you tune into a game and there's literally no background no no marching bands no no songs going on back and forth no sort of vibe and energy from the crowds that are there i i don't know what it's going to be like to watch it and it's frankly i think it's going to hit all of sports it's it's starting to look that way i mean you heard the news a little bit earlier jason fitz from first take your take is with us here on the sports list show on espn radio but you've got the Golden State Warriors who are now going to be playing a game fanless without fans. And now you're just waiting. It's only a matter of time before the rest of the teams follow suit. I mean, you heard the news. Uh, Jeopardy is going to be scrapping live audiences. We talked about this a little bit yesterday to protect Alex Trebek because he is in the vulnerable portion of our population, of the world's population, which is those with a pre-existing conditions or perhaps a weakened immune system as he's battling pan- pancreatic cancer or the elderly are the most likely to lose their battle with the coronavirus if they happen to get it. So it's it's everywhere. It's beyond sports now. It, it's jump the shark, as they say. And I mean, just look what what's happening in Italy. It's just something we have to face, whether you like it or not. As you said, Scoop. Hoax, not a hoax. You believe it? Is it hype? Is it overhype? There's so many different. Doesn't opinions. really matter. We got to get through it anyway. I mean, what's it matter whether we label it or not? We got to figure out what it is. We're gonna have to deal with it one way or the other. And, and I think, guys, like that's the most important part of this. Like to, to sports fans everywhere, you know, because we had a lot of blowback today where people were tweeting me during first take here take saying this is all being overhyped by the media. To which I would say, who cares? I mean, I'm here to host a sports talk show. You guys know that I believe in sports as entertainment, so I'm trying to give everybody this this fun, energetic show in the middle of the day, right? So I'm, I'm not here to have a debate on whether or not we should be covering the flu more or how we got it. Like That, yeah. that to me, I'm not a doctor. But, but what we do know is at this point, sporting events that we all watch are being impacted in a real way, and that's not – you know, that's not certainly not the networks going in and canceling events or, or the XFL, for example, a startup league that needs every dollar it can get and every fan it can get announcing that they're going to play the game in Seattle in front of nobody. And that's one of their bigger fan base areas. So 
I mean, do we really think it's a win for ESPN to show everybody an empty XFL game? No. I mean, so, you know, I, I look across the board and say whether we believe that this is a big deal or not, aside from all of that, if you're a sports fan, you now have to deal with this reality. And this reality is going to impact every single major sport. It's going to impact Major League Baseball. The NHL is going to have to figure out what to do. MLS is going to have to figure out what to do. March Madness is going to have to figure it out. The NFL is going to have to figure out what they're going to do with the draft in Vegas. I mean, the, the, the reaching effects of this are massive, and they impact sports fans. So whether people believe it's a hoax or not, it's now a part of the life for people that, root, that, that love to watch sports moving forward, and that's just the new reality we have to live in. It's a pink elephant in the room that you can't ignore, Glue Guy. With the ACC tournament going <laughs> on tonight, how do you feel about the Syracuse Orange defeating, possibly defeating, North Carolina? <laughs> Uh, well, look, I, I mean, is beating North Carolina really worth uh, hanging your hat on at this point this year? I think we need to have a real conversation, by the way, about as, as you look at, at North Carolina in general, we have to have a real conversation about where things went this wrong because for things to go this wrong is significant and substantial. And I'm a little surprised that we just sort of gloss over it with, you know what, North Carolina is going to be back next year because they have a great recruiting class. And it's like, well, that that's spectacular. That's all fine. But did we really think that they were going to get to where they are right now? Did we think it was going to get to where it is today? And at some point, doesn't some of this blame lay at the feet of Roy Williams? And I'm going to continue to say loudly, if you turn around as a coach and say this is the least talented team that you've ever had, then you also need to follow up with the, the acknowledgement that you've recruited the least talented team you've ever had and I think in today's world you start selling your players throwing your players under the bus like that like Roy Williams did I think there's lasting effects so I'm interested to see if this is a one and done sort of aberration for North Carolina but Syracuse is going to get that win and I think they're going to get the win big oh because I think maybe we get some good three-point shooting which has been on a downward trend for Syracuse and everybody's talking about what a garbage season Jim Beheim had had in season number 44, but he's still secured a winning season. Syracuse is a basketball program, now has had a winning record 50 straight seasons in every single one of the 44 years that Jim Beheim has been at the helm. Hey, why not us tonight? Why can't we beat them even though Cole Anthony is healthy and resurgent again? And some of us are yeah. so some of us are so I, spoiled that we actually think that uh, it's a bigger deal that Jimmy Fallon was at a Syracuse basketball game than, than we have a winning season. Yeah, go ahead, Jason. <laughs> no, I, I think absolutely. Like this is a North Carolina team that is just flat out not particularly good, and it has played poorly. Uh, and I know that we can look at it and say, well, it would be different from injuries. That's a part of the conversation for them. But you also have to look just across the board and say that they have played incredibly flat at times that they can't afford to play flat. We did an episode uh, of ESPN Daily. I've had the chance to host the Daily. Uh, for the last week and we did an episode deep diving into some of the struggles of North Carolina and it's not as as simple as just looking at it and saying well Cole Anthony needs to play better needs to be healthy I should say it's not as simple as that I mean they just haven't been offensively they've had no rhythm they haven't been able to get it done I think Syracuse can absolutely win the game anytime that you want to help me be a Syracuse apologist as a lifelong fan (laughs) Jason I can't thank you enough well, but again, you know, beating North Carolina, I'm not sure you put your hat on two hats for that. You know, like, let's just get the, this is, but again, you also also take the wins where you can get them. If this is where you can smack down North Carolina, then go for it and talk all the trash because you never know what's going to happen next year. Jason Fitz, first take, your take on ESPN. And with us, 
every single Wednesday. Always appreciate you, brother. Talk to you Thank next you. Wednesday, okay? Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Sportzilla show on ESPN Radio Utica Rome now at 96.5 FM. We're back with something on uh, Barkley and Draymond. It's ridiculous, um, childish, immature, and we love NBA beefs. And we were talking NCQs, so let's break down the matchup a little bit. All next. It's the Sportzilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, and 96.5 FM ESPN Radio Utica Rome. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. So let me ask the glue guy, the boss, we have one more pair of tickets for Friday's Utica Comets game, correct? That's correct. I think we'll give those out by 6 o'clock tonight. So within the next 15, 20 minutes, give or take, somebody's going to see them play Belleville on Friday. Assuming at that point we can still let crowds into games at the Adirondack Bank Center because, I mean, they are following some similar protocols with the media as as far as uh, AHL is doing the same thing as the NHL. And you want to have a press conference, it's going to be outside of the locker room. There's going to be a little distance. Everybody's going to wash their hands. We're going to be smart about this. Do you have that quote in front of you, Scoop? Yes, I do. Read this real quick. And this is a retort to the people who are saying the media is overreacting. As Jason Fitz just told you, it's not the case. It is permeated into every single aspect of your life, and sports is part of that. You can't escape it if you're a sports fan. It's impossible. I mean, to, to a degree, we are a mirror, and, and we reflect what other people are talking about, and the world is talking about this. This uh, quote is a tweet from Shay Ganim of... C-H-E-D, 6.30 a.m. in Edmonton. And he says this. The media didn't shut down China or Italy. The media didn't cancel tens of thousands of flights. The media didn't infect more than 100,000 people in dozens of countries in a month. The media didn't tell you to buy toilet paper. The media said, wash your damn hands. Yes, wash your hands. Be smart uh, the media didn't cancel the NCAA tournament for men and women to play basketball. Hence, we're going to get March Madness without any crowds. It's well, going to be very weird. The toilet paper thing, the rush on toilet paper is just fascinating to me. <laughs> like I, I've, I've literally seen videos online of people fighting over those jumbo packs of toilet paper. And, you know, it's like, look, if, if you're dying, you know what? I, I don't know. I'm going to find a place to go. You know what I mean? It's like, you should have gone and uh, bought you, some soap. You need 50 rolls? How much How much do you do-do in your house? Goodness gracious. How, how long do you think this thing's going to go on? And how are these two related? That's you know, what I don't get. I will I will tell you that, you know, napkins are free at McDonald's. Hey, you're... Uh... <laughs> I won't say that too loud. I was about to say, Tiff, uh, feel free to join the conversation. Uh, what are you thinking? It's going to be toilet paper, milk, bread, eggs, that and the Clorox wipes and Germax. I saw a picture the other day that there was like a corner store in New York City that had priced up hand sanitizer so much that a little bottle was like $15. Price gouging. Yeah, mm-hmm. demand. Imagine that. Supply and demand. Supply and demand, it, yep. It's a thing. I'm going I'm to hoard UC Pounders. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> you said UC Pounders, giggity. Uh, fact of the matter is... We got to distract a little bit from it, though. Okay, so let's take you to the NBA, who, as you may or may not have heard also, as we discussed a little bit earlier, Golden State Warriors are starting what's going to become a trend in the NBA where they're going to play a game without fans in the stands. But there's been this little little beef going back and forth, and we talked about it a couple of days ago. 
between Charles Barkley and Draymond Green, where Draymond said a few things about Charles. Well, Charles responded yesterday. Draymond said he was coming for Charles' job, that Charles shouldn't talk. I'll come and take your job. And the response is... Look, Shaq will crush him like a bug being on set. He, He does all the time. Well, yeah, but if Draymond comes... He'll get squashed like a bug even more. Everybody gets squashed by Shaq. Did you hear the response, though, from Charles Barkley to Draymond Green? He told him, you know what? You need to keep your mouth shut because you're the least popular member of the boy band. That's hilarious. Wow. That was a great burn. Oh, he owned him. Draymond needs to shut up now. He's Chris Kirkpatrick. Yeah. He's he's Joey Fatone of, uh, is he in sync? I can't keep him straight. Yeah. Which one is still? Don't look at me. You don't know which one? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, he's in sync. How would you rate that a scale of one to 10 as far as a clap back from Charles to Draymond? That's pretty good. Um, It was pretty good, but I can't honestly say that I agree because I'm Golden State. Draymond is actually my favorite player. Oh, yeah, but he got owned. He did. You're right. And he is, for everyone else, probably one of the least favorite. But for me... I don't know. I like his Look, attitude. Look, it goes Steph, it goes Clay, and then it's Draymond. But, That's okay. just how it goes. Yeah. But in reality, if he was that good, why do they have the worst record in the NBA? Worse than the Knicks. So, good yes. I mean, question. can you believe that they're worse than the Knicks? I mean, nobody would have predicted this. No, I mean, if you got Steph Curry there, this probably doesn't happen. Listen, the band's doing you a favor because the team's bad. Do you really want to go watch them anyways? I mean, ugh. They're they're not a good team. They're worse than the Knicks. I'm not going to go off on the Knicks, glue guy. Okay. I'm not. He All keeps right. bringing it up because not until wants you, to know. Not until <laughs> you go to know. <laughs> not until you go off on Tom Brady. Well, what's there to go off on? <sighs> you know, just, honestly asking. What I, do you want? What do you want? You you refuse to share your feelings about Tom Brady potentially leaving. You go like, "Eh, I don't care." Well, I just go, "Okay, I don't think it's going to happen." At the end of the day, it's not going to happen? I don't think so. He's not going to go to San Fran? With Garoppolo sitting there? We're getting trolled the whole time. Yeah. All right, let's go back to basketball. LeBron James, he is now saying that, let's get the coronavirus portion of our basketball discussion involving LeBron James out of the way here. He says he will now play in an empty arena, and it looks like he's not going to have a choice. Do you well, think- it's funny because when I was asked the question... Would you play without no fans? I had no idea that it was actually a conversation going on behind closed doors about the particular virus. Um, obviously, I would be very disappointed, you know, not having the fans because that's what I play for. I play for my family. I play for my fans. They said no one could actually come to the game if they decide to go to that point. So I'd be disappointed in that, you know. But at the same time, you got to listen to uh, you know the people that's keeping a track on what's going on, and if they feel like it's best for the safety of the players, the safety of the franchise, safety of the league, to a mandate that then we all listen to. If you're Adam Silver in the NBA, I'm sure somebody picked up the phone and said, yeah, LeBron, could you back off you saying that you're not going to play if there's no fans because we're going to need you to to face the NBA, be the leader? That's actually what I was going to say. Do you think Adam Silver texted LeBron personally or maybe ownership of the Lakers texted him and goes, shut up, just stop? Well, I don't think they would tell LeBron shut up, but they might encourage him to. Choose some different words. I don't. I don't think anybody in the Lakers organization ever tells LeBron to shut up. <laughs> I. I don't think that ever happened in the Cavaliers organization, uh, or probably with the Miami Heat because he's LeBron after all. 
let's just uh, <laughs> reorganize your words a little bit, put out a little statement, and go from there. He, he's been playing some remarkable defense and scoop, and I know you agree with me on this, whether you like it or not. It's people are they're done with LeBron. It's just it, it's ad nauseum. They hear it so much, LeBron, 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 for seventeen years that they're tired of it. They have LeBron fatigue. But the fact of the matter is, this far into his career, he, he's playing some amazing shutdown defense, adding that into leading the league in assists, scoring. Uh, he's on the team with the second-best record, and there's a very good chance he could be and probably should be the MVP because there's numerous other seasons he didn't get the award that he was deserving of it. And what do you think? I know you agree with me. We talked about this earlier. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's definitely in the conversation, but I think we forget you know, with our sort of uh, nostalgic colored uh, glasses when we look back at time, a lot of people hated Michael Jordan, too, when when he was a, a great player. If you are a Cleveland Cavalier fan, uh, you have burned in your memory the shot that he made over Craig Elo. You know, uh, there are a lot of teams that Michael Jordan beat that don't, you know, a lot of fan bases that didn't like him. Now, granted, he was one of those guys that... Got people behind him. You know, he was one of those personalities that, you know, you didn't have to be from Chicago or a Bulls fan to be drawn to that. And and that's, I think we see more of that now in the NBA than in his era, even really, because these guys have are bigger than their teams almost. Amplified with social media. Let me share one last thing about basketball specifically, the NBA and this coronavirus. And, of course, the the ban that's going to happen all throughout the league. But it started with the media and access to the locker rooms. When asked, Kyle Kuzma and LeBron James, they said, hey, if you enjoyed not having media in the locker room, this is their response. Uh, for both of you guys, not to suggest you guys missed us pregame, but was there any conversation in the locker room? Like, whoa, like they're not in here. <laughs> you you want the honest you want the honest you want the honest truth or? no we enjoyed it <laughs> we're gonna come right back scoop's gonna bring us back to the sports Illustrated show and he's gonna give you a chance to win some utica comets tickets to the game on friday against belleville even though there's a game tonight against syracuse we'll give you a couple days to pick those up Next on ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. It's the SportsZilla Show with Rain, Scoop, and Matt. 5 to 6, only on ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now on 96.5 FM. That's what I call hamburgers. You call hamburgers steamed hams? Yes, it's a regional dialect. Uh, uh, what region? Uh, upstate New York. Really? Well, I'm from Utica, and I've never heard anyone use the phrase steamed hams. Oh, not in Utica. No, it's an Albany expression. The SportsZilla Show. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. And we are going to have some Utica Comets tickets to give away very, very soon. Tickets for Friday's game with the Belleville Senators. So hang out. You'll get a chance to win them shortly on the attorney Robert Sasson phone line. And there is the Delmonico's Italian Steakhouse Galaxy Cup, game number eight of the season with the crunch in the comments tonight. Scoop and I will hop over to K-Rock at 6.30 and give you pregame. Uh, while we got a couple minutes left here, I just I, I, we had a big discussion on this. If you want to go back and listen to the Syracuse edition of the Sportzilla Show, which is in the timeline at ESPN Sportzilla, or, of course, if you've subscribed at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, whatever. Uh, but we talked about the XFL, and 4 million was like the peak of viewership in week one. And it's it's dropped down since. 
but it's not as bad as you would think. It's neck and neck with a lot of other things like PGA golf and NBA basketball and I college mean, hoops. It's really right there, maybe down a couple of, maybe four or 500,000. But I was actually surprised looking at that information about the ratings that it was doing as well as it is. I, and I think that's, that's good for the XFL. It's so much better than where they were when they try to do this the first time. It's definitely been something that you're going to see as the playoffs get closer, viewership increase again. There will be interest in the playoffs and in their championship game. And I think it's done well enough that you're going to see it next year for sure. I mean, you have NFL talent in the XFL, but I mean, they're drawing a million and a half viewers for these broadcasts. Well, it's doing so well that in a couple of years, they're talking about expanding the league. Yeah, they, they absolutely should. That just drives up more interest. It brings in more viewers, adds more markets. There's only eight markets involved right now, and it's not too bad. It's performing pretty well, and it's good football. It really is. It's some good football, and it's it's the technology, it's the access, it's the accountability We've talked about it. It's, and it's, the NFL needs a G League, and this is a, a league that could kind of be that for the NFL. Hasn't it kind of unofficially become that in a sense? Yeah. I mean, P.J. Walker on Houston is going to get a look at the NFL. There are teams that need quarterbacks and at least depth at that position. He's got a chance. Uh, but speaking of that, he's no longer playing, but he's switching over and signed a contract since the glue guy is, is locked in today and our wrestling guy, Gronk. Signing a deal. Tell your people about it, the wrestling fans. I'm worried about his health. I'm worried about his back, personally. But uh, I think it's going to be a good career transition for him. I think it'll give him an avenue to get out some of the aggression that he always got flagged for on the field. So it's like winding up a little wine toy and just let him go. See what happens. They're both physical and violent games. He could get injured in either one. I mean, maybe Tom Brady's saying, why don't you come back to the Patriots for one more year? Then I'll resign there, and I won't go to Oakland, or I won't go to San Francisco, or Tampa Bay, or Tennessee. Hey, there's other free agents besides Tom Brady, though. Oh, yeah, there is. Who's the biggest one besides Brady? Uh, well, we all know he's not leaving, but Drew Brees. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. He's um, not going anywhere. The only other big one that can come to mind is Teddy Bridgewater, who's currently his backup in New Orleans. I think he, yeah. I, I think I he's going to get a nice chunk of change. And I think I could see him going uh, somewhere. Philip Rivers, too. Philip Rivers is another one who needs a home, and he just moved to Florida. We talked about that a week or two ago. Last word is yours. we got to get to our final break, Scoop. Well, let's give away those tickets, right? Yep. Uh, Utica Comets tickets for Friday night versus Belleville. Get out your phone and call us on the attorney Robert Sasson hotline at 315-768-1310. And the ninth caller will be our winner. There you go. The Sportzilla Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. Good luck winning the tickets. Call 315-768-1310 now.